Hello, welcome to the Slam Dunk Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Pulich. Uh, and today is the inaugural episode of this uh, podcast. On this podcast, we will primarily talk NBA basketball with a primary focus on the Chicago Bulls, as that is my favorite team. And so I feel that in order to start this podcast from the ground up before we get other people involved and get other opinions, since it's just going to be me on here, I feel it would help to look at a team that I watch the most and I feel that I can really connect with the most and give you guys a really fairly solid review with. Um, for this first podcast, we are going to pretty much just wrap up the Chicago Bulls season, look at the draft with the two first-round picks they have, see exactly what we should be targeting, what players, what positions, um, different things along those lines, and then also, potentially, uh, if we have the time, we will be looking towards free agency, who we should bring back, uh, exactly what we should expect out of Bulls free agency. Um, so today we are going to start with a season review. Um, so obviously this team was not meant to go very far. I believe most rankings from what I saw had us either last or like second to last with the Hawks. We were pretty much in an arms race with the Hawks. Um, however, uh, apparently, punching Nico doesn't quite get you that result. As between Bobby Portis and Nico, we kind of just took off, won a bunch of games in a row there for a stretch. Truly thought the tank was dead. Wasn't exactly sure what on earth was going to happen. Uh, a bunch of different things that kind of just didn't really end up adding up to a fully successful tank of a season. However, I feel that it was still a fairly slightly decent result as, I mean, we do have a sixth overall pick at, or I guess I should rephrase that, the odds for the sixth overall pick. Who knows? I mean, the Bulls have gotten a one-off pick from the eighth position, so anything's really possible. Um, however, today when we look at free agency needs, we're going to be looking at the Bulls as if they are picking sixth and as if every team that is in front of them, essentially it's going to be as if the ping pong balls fall the exact way that they are. Um, and then obviously we will, I'm going to kind of look over the payroll of the team, exactly who's scheduled to be on the team next year. Um, if we end up doing any salary restructuring, what I think, which one we will do, um, possible offseason trades we can make, different things along those lines. Essentially, just getting you guys ready for the offseason as we are now officially in that as Bulls fans. However, I do want to say really quick, I am watching the playoffs and really excited that we're getting some good games this year. Uh, last year, it was quite disappointing that it was just sweep, sweep, sweep. Blow out, blow out, blow out. We've had a couple of really, really good uh, games. I mean, not all series have been close, but you know, anything can happen at the NBA playoffs, right? All right, so we are going to start with the Bulls draft. Um, I'm going to focus on the number six overall pick first, and then we will look at the wonderful pick we got blessed with from the Pelicans. I was really hoping that pick was going to be another lottery pick. I was really, really hoping we'd have two lottery picks to really, truly build this team as I feel, uh, not trying to get sentimental over the Jimmy Butler trade or anything, but we should have had two lottery picks last year because I really didn't think we needed to give up that pick. But anyhow, that's in the past. We're looking forward to the future. Um, so I'm going to look at exactly who I think is available. Uh, for what I'm basing off of as to who's taken off the board at this point, who's available, uh, 
I've listened to most valuable podcasts, and they tend to use Tankathon for most of their stuff. So I feel it'll be very reliable to use Tankathon as far as uh, like a mock draft and who's what teams are placed where and all that. Um, so with the sixth overall pick, Tankathon has the Bulls taking Michael Porter Jr. out of Missouri. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I would have been outstanding with that pick. I would have thought it was the best pick we could make. I would have thought he was top 1-2 in the draft. Um, however, that back and seeing how he played coming out, um, honestly, for me, in order to draft him, his combine's got to look phenomenal. I mean, i got to see workouts that show he's 100%. That back's not going to act up. Um, obviously, I know it was early in the season, but still the whole endurance thing for me is a little worrying. Uh, the fact that it was such an injury so early. Um, so personally, I wouldn't lean Porter. I mean, I guess if we're at six and he's there, I feel like you got to kind of swing for the fences at six at that point. Um, I don't believe in Trey Young at all. Uh, they have him going five to the Magic. That backcourt of him and Levine, or if he's coming off the bench, him and, I guess, Hollett, I don't know who would be there with him, uh, Cameron Payne, Denzel Valentine, some, it's just, it's a mess, um, he's, uh, I think he can be a good player, potentially, he's just too short, doesn't play defense, and we need all the defensive help we can get, and we really need a three to solidify this team at the moment, um, so with me not seeing, me not saying Michael Porter, I'm actually saying we, it's gonna be a little bit of a reach, but I think we should go Mikhail Bridges out of Villanova, um, He's a solid player. Three and D wings are very hard to come by, and nowadays they're starting to get a little more expensive. So if you can get one on a rookie contract, I feel that would be a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal piece. Um, and if Levine gets hurt, he can slide up to the two, and Denzel can come play the three. There's just a little bit of flexibility with them as far as what we can do in that department. And then after him, I would say if we're not getting Mikhail Bridges, I'm leaning Miles Bridges. Um, I know he's much more of a tweener between the three and the four, um, but I think he could play the three fairly well uh, if he works on his outside game. Um, and I feel like he would be a little more of a veteran presence. Obviously, he's not like a junior or anything. He's only a sophomore, but I feel that he, coming from that Michigan State, uh, he'd bring defense to the team. He'd bring a certain swagger to the team that would really uh, help this team go in the right direction. So that is exactly, uh, so I guess in order to give you guys a chronological order, I would say Mikhail Bridges, Miles Bridges, Michael Porter for the top three as to who I think for that sixth overall pick. Um, now, I didn't watch a bunch of tourney in order to really get the 22 pick, but I want you guys to hear me out. I know this is going to seem like a Kings-type situation because I'm going to base this almost entirely off the tournament. Um but I think with that 22nd pick, he's still on the board. Uh, Tankathon has him going 23 to the Pacers. I say we pick him the pick before, and we go Jalen Brunson. Here's why. Veteran guy uh, would come off the bench. He wouldn't start. I would not have him start by any means. I feel that um, Chris Dunn has earned himself a starting spot. Phenomenal defender. Uh, I just feel Jalen Brunson, we have... <sighs> Bulls fans know if you watched last year at all the backup point guard situation was oh there's no nice way to put it um a lot of d-league so here's what i think i think we bring in jalen brunson he's a veteran guy he can come off that bench uh we can kind of see where he's at him and chris dunn can alternate between starting i'm perfectly okay with that 
I feel that would be an excellent, excellent, excellent pickup. Uh, if we're not doing that, the next pick, I'm not really seeing much. Don't, I swear if anybody says Grayson Allen, no. No Grayson Allen. If anybody tweets me on Twitter, Grayson Allen, uh, no. Just stop. I don't want Grayson Allen on this team. We got enough shooters. I don't I don't need him in my life. Um, but I am thinking possibly if the Bulls want to take a project. Again, I don't know how they feel about projects. Um, I feel Fred being a college coach it might help develop some of this young talent. I saw what he did with Chris Dunn as far as it was shot. I don't know if it was just a one-year thing or if it was something that will be a continual thing with Fred Hoiberg as far as developing young guys. But I think at that point in the draft, you can kind of take a swing on a guy and a guy I believe in. I'm a Kentucky fan, so I'm a little biased. But Hamadou Diablo, uh, he's 6'5". He's a shooting guard. He can come off that bench. He's long. He's athletic. He's quick. Uh, he would go with kind of the whole mentality that we got preached last year after the Butler trade of trying to go young and athletic. I feel like he fits the mold. I feel like he'd be good there. Also, um, again, if we want another ginormous project that I have a feeling might fail, I'm not as high on this prospect, but Trayvon Duvall out of Duke, uh, again, for that backup point guard spot. Honestly, I feel that we need to emphasize some sort of wing, and if there's no decent big available at that 22, uh, looking down the board, I'm not really seeing anybody that overly stands out to me at the moment. Um... Yeah, at least other top 60, I'm not seeing anybody that really stands out to me. So I'm thinking that we go wing again and just ride out the last year of Rolo's contract. He's going to be there. Felicio, we're stuck with him for a couple of years. Um, looking at the salaries on basketball reference at the moment, we still have a Sheik next year. Um, obviously, we're still going to have uh, Bobby and Marketing. So, I mean, I feel like we have enough bigs to fill up that rotation um, I'll get more into that as far as who we're keeping, who could possibly be gone, all that later. But as far as that goes, I feel like we just go point guard, we go wing, we solidify those spots, get everything locked up, and deal with a big man next year. All right, so now that we've kind of wrapped up the whole draft talk, uh, we're going to go to salaries first. I want to cover salaries first, and then the last thing we will cover is available free agents and who I think we should target depending on, obviously, it's going to be hard to tell because if we get the players I want, then obviously it's going to kind of mess with free agency. But if we don't get the players I want, uh, my free agency picks are essentially going to be based off of if the draft goes nothing according to plan. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So contracts for next year, uh, the only ones expiring at the moment are uh, Nawaba, Levine, Vonley, Blankley, Kilpatrick, and Ryan, I can't pronounce his last name at all. Um, and then we still have dead money from Kay Felder, but everybody else still has options. Um, so here's what I'm thinking. Either this can go one of two ways. We don't make any trades. We ride it out. We, uh, see if we can get Vonley for, I want to say a max of four and a half million a year for a year or two. I like the energy he brought. I like the ability he brought. And if anything, he can just... Add one more clog in that rotation to where Felicio doesn't have to have as many minutes because, God, that was awful. Hopefully he has a better year next year, but that was terrible. Um, Levine, thoughts on him? Really don't want to see him paid over $20 million. I Even $20 million for me is a stretch. I'm not a big pay-the-guy kind of player, especially coming off the injury he came off of. I know I'm going to contradict myself later, but um, he's just... 
I don't know, especially with this rebuild and the way our contracts are possibly lining up for the 2019 season and all the cap room we're going to have then. I mean, we still have a lot of cap room now, but um, just the general cap room that we are going to have in 2019, I don't want to risk that on a player that could potentially be injury prone. And David Nwamba, uh, I love him, love his defense. He's a great two-way player. He drives the rim, the hustle, the defense. I've Loved watching the guy this year. However, I think there's going to be a team out there. Um, I know there's not many with cap space, but I feel like there's enough with either a mid-level exception or potentially even a little more. I think he could possibly get seven, eight million a year from a rebuilding team. Um, maybe a Phoenix or something. I'm not exactly sure where he'd go, but I feel he would get a decent amount of money. Uh, Blakeney would probably bring back. If anything, he'd be another two. I'd give him another two-way contract. Um, now, contracts to look to get rid of. Obviously, Sheik, I highly doubt that contract's tradable. He's over $11 million for this year. And I believe he has a... I can't remember if it's a player option or a team option next year. Oh, it won't tell me. Um, but I can't remember what his is. But uh, he's got 11.2 due next year and possibly 11.9 due in 2019. So it kind of depends on exactly what we can do with him. I don't think his contract is tradable. Uh, Felicio is obviously due. Good God. Uh, 8.4 next year. I don't... I mean, I guess if we can package him with Justin Holiday or something like that, I don't know. But I don't think his contract... I mean, his contract might be tradable, but it's really, really going to have to be stretched out on somebody. And we're probably going to have to give up a lot more than he's worth. Um, Holiday's got... So he's under contract next year. Um, if anything, we trade him at the deadline. Just kind of a congratulations. We'll send it to a playoff team for a decent first or something. Um, I feel like he's too good of a shooter to be left on a tanking team. Uh, originally, I thought he was going to be a good idea for this team. Veteran leadership. Um, could hit some threes. Uh, I, unfortunately, was hoping he would be more of a volume shooter than he was. He was fairly efficient this year. Um, and he even helped us win a couple of games, closing out a couple of fourth quarter. So if we could get rid of him next year, I like him for the locker room and everything, but just for the tanking reasons, he, he kind of needs to go. Um, and then obviously the big piece is Robin Lopez. Love the guy to death. He's obviously been the leader on this team during this whole mess, uh, that's been this season and the past couple seasons, uh, since the Derek trade. Uh, obviously he kind of got the short end of the stick of that because of, the reputation Derek had with the city and being the person that got acquired for Derek, obviously, or put under a microscope. However, I feel like he's been a great glue guy for us. I just don't see him being on the team long-term. He's 30 years old already. Um, we're eventually going to get a center. Bobby Porters could even play center. I just feel like we need to start moving Rolo out the door. I ideally would have done it the trade deadline this year, but clearly nobody was moving first, so I'm hoping we do it this summer. Uh, to free up some space, but again, I just, I don't see it happening, but I feel like he's a piece that we need to move on from as well. As far as everybody else, Cameron Payne, nobody's going to take that contract. Um, unfortunately, we picked it up. I don't know why, uh, but maybe we'll, I guess maybe we'll happen to see some improvement in this final year. Uh, Denzel Valentine's got a year and then a team option. Um, he showed some very good improvement this year. Uh, I was very, very high on Denzel Valentine. Uh, he was actually one of the very few 
picks these past couple years. Uh, every time I watch the draft, I'm always cussing out my television because the Bulls don't take the player I want. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. But me and the Bulls front office finally agreed on Denzel Valentine for once. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, he hasn't been the greatest player, but I feel like he's developing as into a very, very solid player. Uh, Jerry and Grant has his moments, I guess is the best way to put it. He's okay. Not great. Eh, he's got one more year. We'll see what he can do. Uh, Bobby Portis, we're going to have to pay the man eventually. Um, ideally, I would like him as a sixth man for this team. Not really a starting center unless he can <coughs> excuse me, get really, really uh, built up, built some muscle. Um, however, I just don't see it happening. I think he's... A six-man on this team or a six-man on a title-winning team. Um, and the last contract to go over is Paul Zipter. He's in the same... He was drafted the same year as Denzel Valentine. Um, he's only 1.5 on the books. Not terrible. Let him develop. See what he can do. Uh, he's fun to joke around with. Uh, Zip God. But, you know, I mean, if anything, he's a good guy to have off the bench in case injuries happen or anything like that. So that is the wrap-up of all the contracts and everything and what I think we should do with them this summer. And the final topic we're going to discuss today is going to be 2018 NBA free agents. Um, obviously, there's a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of big names. Um, some of these big names, I'm just generally going to cross off. They're not part of what I feel like the Bulls can even attain. Uh, Kevin Durant, obviously, he's got that... I believe it's his player option that he technically has. He's doing LeBron-type contracts. He's not going anywhere. Let's let's be honest really quick. Um, Chris Paul, unless some crazy thing happens, he's not going anywhere. Um, I don't... The only way uh, for the next one, DeMarcus Cousins, the only way I see him going anywhere is if the Pelicans just aren't willing to pay him what somebody else does, because he's only making 16 right now. So I'm assuming he's going to expect a fairly decent uh, compensation for his time in the league. Uh, the only way I see him, and I believe Pelicans can match his offers too, but uh, the only way I see that not working out for him and the Pelicans is if somebody just offers him a crazy deal and the Pelicans don't feel like matching it. Um, as far as top-end guys, like the true, I guess, quote-unquote superstars, I believe that's actually it for this year. Obviously, we have Levine, but I think he'll be back unless somebody offers him something stupidly crazy. Um, oh, another, another... Okay, here's an interesting one for you guys. Clint Capella. I don't know... He's restricted free agent, so obviously the Rockets can match. <clears throat> but... I don't know what he's worth to the Rockets. I don't know if, A, they have the cap space. If somebody offers him a fairly sizable deal, um, I mean, complete tinfoil hat at the moment. Uh, if the Bulls threw him an offer, I wouldn't be the most upset person in the world. Yes, I'd be slightly agitated because I don't think he fits our timeline perfectly. He's a young center, but I just don't feel like he quite fits the timeline. I don't know if that's a good use of cap space. However, I feel like he'd be a very, 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 very interesting piece to add. Obviously, I mean, Rolo's immediately out the door. Um, but 
it would nonetheless still be an interesting thought process behind it. Um, now for the Bulls, as far as who we should target, obviously I don't want a bunch of sappy, like, Tony Parker's a no, obviously. I don't want a bunch of old guys. This isn't a win-now kind of team. I don't think old guys are going to take contracts here anyway. Um, obviously, I would focus on center, ideally, as I'm saying we focus more on wing and guard in the draft. Um, and if you can bring in a guy on a decent deal, potentially that would allow Rolo to be easier to move on from. Um, but also, if like certain guys fall in the draft, like a, um, I know I was listening to a couple other podcasts earlier, and Mo Bamba fell a fairly decent amount. Um, if we pick him up, and then obviously that negates that, and we focus on whichever one we didn't pick up out of the first pick. I'm um, assuming the first pick we're picking up a small forward, unless like DeAndre Ayton falls, which he won't, um, or the Bulls do something stupid, but. I'm saying we're only small forward with the first pick just because of the amount of small forwards available in that slot. Um, so I'm thinking we either go point guard or center with that later pick, which means we need to address ideally the backup shooting guard, potentially the backup point guard, um, a possible backup power forward, because we could potentially even <coughs> full out on a limb mode here. Trade Bobby Fortis next year. Do the same thing we did with Nico. Wait for his contract year and flip him. Um, so we could potentially pick up a power forward. And obviously center to pick up a potential starting center. Um, with these, I don't want us throwing out offers at veterans. I don't want us throwing out offers at unproven players. Uh, if it's an unproven player, it better be a young player. And it better be for cheap. Like Brooke Lopez, I don't want to deal with him. Because I'm assuming he's going to decent amount of money. Octavius uh, Caldwell Pope, no. Derek Favors is an interesting one. Um, I don't know how I feel about him and Fred Hoiberg's offense, but and I also feel like the Jazz will give him a decent offer. Um, but if he's there, take him. Um, another interesting one. Here's another one that comes into question. Um, here's what I think we should do for this one. Jabari Parker. I feel like he'd fit really well in Fred Hoiberg's offense. He's obviously a young guy. He's fairly athletic. He's had a couple of very major, major injuries. Um, so I don't know what Milwaukee's going to be willing to offer him, especially with the money they've got tied up in other places. Uh, so if they lowball him, I feel that we should be one of the few teams, since we are one of the few teams this year with cap space, we need to take advantage of it and offer him a decent deal. Um, I feel he could be a very good piece for this team, part of the young core. Um, also another one along the similar lines, obviously without the injuries, is Aaron Gordon. He would have to play the four. The only problem with that is, is what do you, Lowry would have to play the five or something. And that's the only reason I hesitate on either one of these guys, is you have Lowry at your power forward. Um... Another one we can kind of take a swing on for the hell of it. Uh, Jaleel Okafor, if we can get him for like $2 million a year, just to kind of see what he can do, even just as a roster filler. Uh, Nerlens Noel, same situation, if we can get him for cheap. <coughs> see if we can bring him in. Um, and then 
Dante Exum as a backup point guard actually be interesting. I feel like the Jazz will match anything you send him, though. But I feel like he could be a very interesting one. He's had a lot, a lot, a lot of injuries, but I feel like the guy still has potential. Uh, Marcus Smart's going to get overpaid this year. Um, will Barton's an interesting one. However, I think he demands $20 million a year, and I just think he's too expensive, especially if the Bulls bring in bring back Zach Levine. You're not paying your backup shooting guard $20 million, um, unless you're putting one of them at the three, and then it's just it's a very small lineup. Um, Julius Randle, he's going to get paid. Um, not really much else as far as, like, slept-on players. Uh, obviously, Dwayne Wade. I think Dwayne Wade just needs to retire. Um, oh, Yusuf Nurkic. Um, again, if the Blazers undercut him because of the whole Zach Collins situation, I don't think they will. But, I mean, you never know. There's rumors out there that they could. I'd say throw him an offer. He's a hell of a defensive guy. Uh, definitely would be a Rolo-type player. Uh, if we can get him for a fairly decent offer while we're one of the few teams with the cap space, I say capitalize 100%. And then here's another interesting one that could be a wing player. Uh, I don't know what Cleveland, obviously Cleveland's situation is going to depend a lot on LeBron James. But Rodney Hood, I know he's been injured a lot. I know he's kind of hit or miss. But when he's on, he's on. And he's a fairly good wing player. Um, he's a restricted free agent, so obviously the Cavs can match whatever. Um, I just don't know exactly what they are willing to go up to as far as their price. Um, but I feel if we can find a fairly decent price to where he's not... I don't want to pay him $20 million a year. Again, I'm not paying... Really, anybody besides probably Zach Levine, just because I feel like he will be a decent enough player to where we can pay him $20 million a year. However, um, if we can get a Yusuf Nurkic, a Clint Capella, something like that, a rim protector and a rim runner that's young and athletic like that, I feel like that would be a very solid addition to the team. Another guy that could potentially be more of a wing guy to throw in that backup bench role. Um, Jeremy Grant, that was formerly on the Sixers, now on the uh, Thunder. Depends, obviously, on what they're going to pay him. I don't know exactly what their contract situation looks like until Paul George signs or goes. And if Paul George goes, I have a feeling they'll pay him a decent amount to keep him. Um, but I feel he could potentially be a young guy. Ideally, we're looking at young, athletic guys. Um... Fred Van Fleet, obviously on a restricted deal. He's not going. Somebody's going to pay, especially if he has a good playoff, somebody will pay him a decent amount to where he won't be worth it. We can just draft somebody for his uh, productivity. Um, Yogi Ferrell was a good story last year. I just don't feel he'll be any practicality. And that's essentially all it is for... So I guess let me just recap. So... Draft. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna recap everything. I'll plug all the notifications and stuff. Kind of give you guys a heads up when this is gonna go up. All right. So we're gonna start with the draft, right? Ideally, first pick, small forward, either Mikael Bridges, Miles Bridges, or Michael Porter, in that order. Um, and then the second pick, which is the 22nd pick, 
ideally Jalen Brunson or Hamadou Diablo. Alright, so that's the draft. For the team roster, ideally shed what you can out of the cap space. Don't make any stupid trades. Don't give up any future assets. But try and shed some of it. Not a do or die situation if you don't. Free agency. Focus on young guys who are athletic or potential centers to get under bid. Because if you get a center that's under bid, he can take Rolo's spot. If he's young, especially in like Capella's case, Nurkic's case, they're about 25, 26 years old, can rim run, can defend, can play essentially what you need in Fred Hoiberg's offense. All right? So that's just and one wild card for the hell of it. If we really absolutely have to, let's bring J.J. Redick in for a year. Why not? Bring some shooting. I don't know. Let Fred Hoiberg throw around with J.J. Redick and Greg Gears see what he can do with him. Um, but that is the podcast for you guys. Um, I will notify you guys of when I get a schedule for this podcast. It'll, again, it's probably going to start out once a week. I'll put it on my Twitter, at uh, Mike2K underscore 97. I will also put it up on the Mike2K Facebook page. Uh, potentially, if I can get it as an actual video, it'll probably go up on the YouTube page. I'm going to try and get it around as many platforms as I can. Uh, we'll try and keep you guys informed as far as when stuff goes up. So make sure to tweet me your comments. I don't have an official page for just the podcast itself yet. So just tweet me your comments on it. So things you guys want me to talk about. If you want me to talk about your team in the offseason, uh, my thoughts on the playoffs, my thoughts on draft day, different things like that. Just let me know if you guys want me to cover different sports, different just anything and everything. Uh, tweet me what you guys want me to cover on this podcast. It's a new podcast. I'm going to try and get some people on it, some good friends of mine that are fairly knowledgeable about different sports, and we're going to cover different things, and just kind of have some fun with it. So it's been Mike, it's been Real, and I will catch you guys on the next podcast. Peace.